Hey gang, first I wanted to let you know that I have been getting mail from some of you, but the shows where I complained about no mail the past few days were recorded a while ago. I'll try to get to your letters in the next few episodes, but not today's. We've made it to day six, and I'm not sure I impressed upon you how far in the hole I am. I'm like a day or two ahead on these shows, and that's it. If we go dark soon, don't be afraid. There will eventually be another episode to light the way. In the interest of staying afloat and of mixing metaphors, I've cheated a bit today. For last year's Mucho Mango Mayo, I recorded episode one of Beware the Sheltered Mango. It was a show I gave only to subscribers and people who promoted the show on social media. I recorded episode two for this year's Mucho Mango Mayo, then I realized I didn't want to promote what would be a big old mess this year. So I stole that show, and I'm sticking it in this one. So here is episode two. 264 of Beware the Hairy Mango, which I referred to in the show as episode 2 of Beware the Sheltered Mango. I'm sure your big old brains can handle it. Come on, Stanley. Stanley. Hello, my serpentine garter belts. This is your boa constricting bodice, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his Python Panty Liner podcast, Beware the Sheltered Mango. There's a racket going on here at Mango Headquarters. The place across the street is literally being demolished as I record, so that should tell you something about the neighborhood. Hey, whatever, the show must go off, so let's all deal. Hell, maybe it'll be better than usual. Hey, we made it to our second episode. If we go any longer between episodes, the sun's going to burn out before we see the next one. Well, that's its own fault. We told it to ease up on the drugs. And speaking of the sun, today's story is all about dark buttholes. No, really. If you're doubting me after all our time together, you can stick your dubiousness where the sun often shines. Where the sun often shines by Matthew Sanborn Smith. For most of his adult life, Sylvester had an incredible fear of having things stuffed up his butt. You may find this an irrational fear, but Sylvester had it because people often stuff things up his butt. Of all people, he knew how uncomfortable it was, especially if the stuff had sharp edges or was bigger than a bread box, or even smaller than a bread box, but bigger was much worse. Not only did he know this, but he knew it could happen again at any moment, because it always happened. People around him were always saying, you can stick that where the sun don't shine, and then the person they were talking to would, for some reason, follow the directions of the person who was pissed at them. And whatever the thing was always went up Sylvester's butt. Why him and no one else? He found out why. Sylvester had one of the most unsunned butts on the planet. His mother had always changed his diapers in the dark because she didn't care to look at his poo, and he grew up always crapping in the dark. I mean, not always. He'd probably die doing that. What I'm saying is, when he was in the mood for a good BM, he did it in the dark in case he ever got the urge to look at the paper. Everybody else would give their butts a little sunshine now and then, you know, like airing themselves out after a swim on the beach or something. So Sylvester was the go-to guy if you wanted the darkest butt around. He decided enough was enough. He wasn't only going to grab the butt rays he needed to catch up with everyone else, he was going to surpass them. Sylvester created a contraption that was designed to both bear and spread his bottom during the daylight hours. It was kind of like that thing that kept Roddy McDowell's eyes open in A Clockwork Orange. Only for the butt. Don't email to tell me it was Malcolm McDowell. Roddy went to see it after coming down from a three-day spree of eating nothing but Planet of the Apes extra sweetened breakfast cereal because that's what he got paid in for the third movie. And he was so exhausted it was all he could do to keep breathing at that point. Anyway, what was I talking about? Sylvester's opened butt. It was tough going at first. His exposed bottom made things socially awkward. People kept shoving things up there because he hadn't yet caught up on his butt shining. And hey, his hole was like an open receptacle just staring them in the face. I mean, try not to stick something in there. Just try it. 
But the worst part was the sunburn. After only 30 seconds of exposure, Sylvester's bottom looked like he had been made love to by a nuclear explosion. There'd be no more wiping for him for a while, but that was okay because his butt skin was peeling off of him anyway. It was like a self-cleaning oven. But eventually, Sylvester crossed some unspoken but agreed-upon measurement of rectal reflection, and people moved on to other butts in which to shove things, and they asked Sylvester to please put it away already. In response, he tried mooning them, but his shining happy peephole was so bright he was only able to sun them. If this story roasted your Boston butt, you can expose it and other spreadables at the WikiLeaks of the Lower Cheeks Beware the HairyMango.com. Walk rampant in the comments for this post or shall email me and we'll sing about whether or not he's large at Matthew at Beware the HairyMango.com or slice up our feet on the beach at Beware the HairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever John DiNardo is springing for lunch, the SF and SF signal stands for Slippery Frank, the street vendor that keeps selling us hot dogs that slide from the bun and right back onto his food cart so he can sell them again. I think he's only ever bought eight dogs. Now I understand the packages that say not for resale. I've eaten a lot of mustard-covered buns in my time, and then I'm at Slippery Frank. Tweet to your corroded copper that all the most oxidized police officers follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. I wish they'd stop following me. I'm starting to get paranoid. My only hope is that before they catch me, they pass out from hyperventilation. If you're fucking around on Tumblr anyway, eh, why don't you take a look at bewarethehairymango.tumblr.com. Come around the back, I'll be doing the dishes. Vinny will make ice cream sandwiches. And not the kind on rye bread this time, neither. If you're listening to this, you're already digging on what I'm doing here. We're only going to be here for about eight more months. Give me some big time reviews over at iTunes and let's go out with a bang. I've never been out with a bang before, but I hear they're nice. I hope it takes me someplace special, like a pizza parlor slash billboard parlor slash ice cream parlor slash goulash parlor. I hope the gang isn't there. Does every parent in America feed his or her toddler Cheerios? Are they concerned about their kids' cholesterol? Those little human bodies are converting those carbs to sugar, and when the kids go nuts a half hour later, suddenly these Cheerios are long gone and not even thinking about taking the blame. You want some good snacks for kids? Try Gloomios, the anti-antidepressant cereal that every parent will love. Gloomios kids don't want to do anything but stay in bed all day. They'll turn your life around with the first bowl. It makes parenting as easy as babysitting a turtle. Until your moon unit zappas me, this is kind of disappointed to be Matthew Sanborn Smith telling you I believe in miracle whips. Good night. Yes, that's all you get. It was free. Go away.